1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the her in togethernesses. It's a word. It's a word. Togethernesses. Togethernesses. It, you can find it in
0: the thesaurus. <laughs> it, it's, it's... You can't. If you look, you will find <laughs> you will that will word find somewhere. It. I saw it. Therefore. I
1: could have just said together. Yeah. But that's boring. Mm-hmm. Togethernesses is, is not a word that you've used, and you're yeah, welcome. we may have
0: already used together. So you just to be safe, because we are all about the rules here, all about it.
1: We are classic rule followers. <laughs> Me and
0: you. So just really. So we wanted to make sure we didn't repeat any. Yes, right. So, so hence, togethernesses. Togethernesses. The seventeen syllable. <laughs> 15 letter word Could you of have just, the day.
1: It's togethernesses. Could you have just said togetherness? Yes. Could also, you have just we, said together? You could have. <laughs> However, togethernesses extra here. it's extra together which means it's more Togetherness. Intimate.
0: So I know what togetherness means. Yeah. Togethernesses. It's multiple togethernesses to being together. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you want so, to. You know the feeling of togetherness? It's like Get more of that. More of those.
1: <laughs> if you really multiply that to the 10th power, it's togethernesses uh-huh. is what happens.
0: And it's a feeling of closeness or affection from being united with other people. Are there, Now, my question is, are there some people that pronounce it? You know how you can say like syntheses or Mm. like are there people that pronounce it together nigh (laughs) together nigh together neses here's a beautiful sentence (laughs) oh i can't (laughs) wait i'm sure it will tickle my ears like the poetry of emily dickinson
1: here's the sentence in the thesaurus togetherness is the wonder ingredient in marriage (laughs) Is that kids, James is Joyce. That what the kids are calling it these days.
0: <laughs> anyway, you guys are welcome. Um, we're putting the her in it. Did it use the word togethernesses though? Togethernesses, or just togetherness? They
1: um, they keep dropping the s's here, even though hmm. it, they it sure, promised it promised not to. We're not. Listen, if you're an English teacher, don't call me. My name is Summer Yeager. (laughs) I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. And uh, I've been, um, actually, I found a new English curriculum that I love. And now I have it for all three of my kids that are studying the English language. (laughs) Obviously, from this intro, you know how blessed they are to have me (laughs) as an English teacher. (laughs) Just really blessed and highly favored um anyway i love it and it's just on my brain now that we're talking about grammar And am mm-hmm. just and it's very like old school well and everybody else wants to know what grammar it is. What oh is it? it's uh well it's from rod and staff publishers
0: okay rod and staff
1: rod and staff it's just at very first i thought English. you said
0: ron staff and i was like okay who's ron <laughs> All right, Ron. Good old Ron. I'm pretty sure. Rod and Staff.
1: Now, if you look them up on the internet, you're going to be like, Summer, what are you doing? I guess
0: technically it could still be a guy named Rod.
1: It could be, but it's Rod and Staff. That's it's, actually a better joke. If they said have a Rod whole curriculum staff, I was like, Who's Rod? catalog. Be <laughs> it's really um, fantastic. And I'm sure back in 1992 when it was published, it looked cutting edge. I mean, it is 1992. Cutting edge,
0: well, they knew English back then, and but
1: also I think it's I think I think they're Mennonites or something. I don't know, they're very, very old school,
0: and I okay. just love it, so even though you said nineties like think a little more dated than that, think more even. like
1: eighty two okay, they were cool in eighty two I wasn't around in eighty two I was not also, but I could imagine this being very cool and it doesn't matter it just it's cool because. My kids are learning the mechanics of how sentences are formed and it, they do it in a very easy to understand way. And I just feel like, and I can teach it because I understand it. Well, and I mean,
0: man, Rod and Staff, that's a great, that's actually a great Yeah. name. Like they were creating a brand it. and they didn't even realize. I love it. Someone I'm should talk about that, talk super, to them about their outreach or something.
1: I'm super into it. So anyway, that's, yep. That's my name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're right, I am Joy.
1: We're so. And I'm here with my new. beautiful
0: co-host, Summer. It's
1: almost like you're together with me.
0: <laughs> it's like we secret, are full of togetherness. Maybe some would even say togethernesses. The
1: secret ingredient in our podcast is our togetherness. <laughs> <Ew>. Agreed. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> um
0: yep. I was oh. going to share with you something wonderful that my husband said. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> this week when I told him what topic we were discussing. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So like the loose topic yeah at hand mm-hmm. is like how to know when you're right, mm-hmm. how to be right, how to what is it? And Matthew said... I, I have so many he possible... Said, he said, well, it should be a really good episode, because you and Summer are always right.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and um, take and that he, as a compliment. And he meant it.
0: Whew, <laughs> <laughs> bless. Yeah. Um, I that was pretty great. He know, also said the words this week to me, I would never eat a pizza without you <laughs> he would never eat a and pizza I just, without you and it was why i'm not like a terribly romantic person but i was like
1: Aww. oh no that's very sweet yeah
0: eric definitely eats pizza without me but why yeah well we have these cauliflower crust this is yep you know from costco yeah I've and it's them. they're great yep. for just when you You're just... like, I just want to make Brussels sprouts and pizza tonight and yeah. not any other thing with <laughs> you know, a bunch of ingredients You know, honestly, Brussels
1: sprouts it. and pizza is, like, my two favorite foods. Yeah. To yep. be completely honest.
0: And if you, you know, if you can go cauliflower crust, you can go a little less uh, carby, a little less whe- <laughs> wheaty, wheaty. <laughs> ah, um, no Wheaties in that pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I told him... I was like, or you, you know, if you're looking for lunch, I guess you could make oh one of the pizza. Pe- and he was yeah. like, I would never do that to you.
1: Wow. That's really sweet. I know. That's very nice of him. I know. Okay. I should, I should have bought, I saw that pizza earlier this week in my mask free Costco trip. It was beautiful. Uh-huh. I should have gotten some, but I didn't.
0: Freedom. Always the best option. Ah,
1: freedom. You know what? Just really quickly. Someone emailed. I didn't get to read the whole email because then we started recording, but. She was, like, kind of asking, like, about masks. Mm -hmm. Like, do I, don't I? And the answer is you don't. (laughs) Like. Yeah. You don't. Unless someone is forcibly putting this on you and you can't leave, the answer is you don't. And, you know, I need to finish reading. I'm sure she has more nuance and her question than that. I mean,
0: I also suppose, like, if you wanted to, that would be one thing. Yeah. But if you're feeling Mm -hmm. pressured to. Yeah. Um... That yeah, I would say you yeah. don't need to mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah, that's a cool uh, drink thing. Oh, Tumblr?
1: My friend Mitzi made this for me. I was like, I she don't, made this. I was like, I don't. feel like this. that's.
0: I was like, I don't feel like that's an approved see, piece of Sheologians merch. It's that's not a exclusive. This is
1: exclusive. My friend Mitzi made it. It says "Get Over Yourself." She-Logins. It's cute. It's very cute. And um, it's black and gray because she knows. This is me that's what you want. as a person. This is this bright sparkly bottle is her interpretation of me. Mitzi is bright and sparkly. Well, and she put she put an octopus and a jellyfish, in so. my name, and then um, this is black and silver, and that's me. And she knows that about me, and I love it. And she was like, "I hope it's I am okay. black and silver. I am black and it's how it's how I feel." Um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I need to answer this person's question in a more.
0: Um, oh, did you just finish the thoughtful manner? The email?
1: No, I, I didn't. But you know, for people that have genuine mask questions, um, I would challenge the, uh, sentiment that, you know, well, if it says something like if you're vaccinated, no mask, if you're not vaccinated, mask, whatever, you know, and I feel like I'm lying if I don't wear it or something like that. I would say if you are not ill, you are lying if you're wearing a mask. Right. Because you're not, uh, if you are not sick and right. if you, you know, if you've already had COVID, um, if you have no symptoms, then masking yourself as if you are a danger to others when you're not
0: is a lie. And masking yourself because you could be asymptomatic um pretty much flies in the face of any other sickness that has ever existed. Right. Most sicknesses that you can pass. Right. Have some period where you don't know you have them. Right. So this is not a new thing and the mask has not been a great response to yes. to to that. So
1: Yes. Right. I would
0: say um well our primary issue with the masks would be that they're compulsory we're mm-hmm. virtuous in some way. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we, well, I think I said something like I, there's been plenty of times I've seen like previous to pre COVID where you see people wearing masks and you're just like, Oh, that's great. Like if that's what they want to do, right. Then cool. They have some mm-hmm. a mentality about the mask or it, they know that it keeps them safe. Like mm-hmm. from certain yep. sicknesses or whatever. That's great. Yeah. Yep. But um, it's not, Those people aren't wearing them as a virtue to signal that they're a good person and they're Mm -hmm. not wearing them because anyone's forcing them to wear one.
1: Right. And so we know that the masks, when you wear a mask, um, unless you are ill... You are not protecting anyone from anything, and I think part of what the problem here is is the immense social pressure right to go along with something that is not true and as as Christians, it is our job to not live by lies to not go along even though there's immense social pressure, so it is irrational it is not the the government has no business forcing healthy people into masks. the Bible says you quarantine the sick, you do not quarantine the healthy um and we're not gonna spend any more time on this in this episode, but
0: yeah, we did not expect to go here
1: <laughs> i I took us there the point of the point that i'm the larger point the important point here is uh don't act like you're sick if you're not sick don't live by lies and if you are sick then you should quarantine yourself whether it's the stomach flu or covid right or a cold do your best
0: yeah a to weird. love your neighbor a weird sick, like a weird throat pain it's been happening for the last few days like probably love your neighbor you know.
1: stay home that's completely reasonable and anyway um so you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475 you can support us at patreoncom theologians, get free content join book club it's super fun uh somebody else sent us an email and i thought well that is a perfect way to start talking about what we want to talk about oh okay uh so there's been a huge you know I hope I hope all of you have this experience. You know how um your dad tells you something and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, dad. Okay." Mhm. Okay. Well, yeah. <clears throat> for years <laughs> my
0: father. I mean, I feel like maybe you have this experience a little bit more than most of us, but we can all relate okay. in some way. I, seriously, I was talking to my kids about something the other day, and I was
1: like, my dad tried to warn me about this. <laughs> I feel like every day I'm like, my dad warned me about this. <laughs> and here it is.
0: Your dad's been trying to warn us all. Just...
1: <laughs> oh, dad. Um. Okay. Ah, he was right about everything. <laughs> um, so... My dad has been talking forever about the tsunami. He calls it a tsunami. <laughs> okay. He's so fun. He calls it, uh, he's been telling me forever. He's like, well, I hope you're ready for the tsunami of apostasy that's about to happen. I mean, just, that's what he calls it. The tsunami yeah. mm-hmm. of apostasy. Uh, the and, and here we are, right? Every week we have a new deconversion story, a new right. deconstructing story, all of this and that. I forget, like... This week last week, some guy from Toby Mac or d c talk or I didn't listen to that stuff, so I don't know um you know just more and more it seems like why are these people who were once solid who were once on the stage or at giving... least
0: content to be called Christians right like they were content with the with what that meant, which was that I believe what the Bible says Mm -hmm. I'm a Christian Mm -hmm. and you can probably think of three things that I'm not going to say or do on the stage. Right. At least that that's, you know,
1: right. And more and more they're coming out and they're like, I am evangelical," right. or, you know, I'm changing my position on this doctrine because of my feelings, because right. I am a person and I have feelings, darn it. And I have discovered, you know, they're that just... I've been enslaved
0: <sighs> to this very superstitious old way of thinking. Right.
1: And that is the thing right now. And it's people that you would not have expected or people that. You were hoping wouldn't continue down a certain path, and then finally one day they come out. You know, they have their coming out video, they have right. their Instagram story. I am no longer a evangelical. I'm no longer a Christian. I'm no lo I no longer. I finally with- know
0: how to love people. Oh. <laughs> By the way, it is the oldest way of thinking. <laughs> just gonna go ahead and just- say. <laughs> gonna go ahead and say,
1: um. So anyway, it just yeah, that's been happening a lot, and uh, my dad warned me. He was like, "Get ready," and I'm like, oh, "I guess I didn't know how to prepare for a tsunami." Um, right. How do you we know? We live in a desert. But you know what is <laughs> you know what is telling is how do you know a tsunami is coming?
0: The water retreats. Oh yeah, everything like recedes way way and back. And
1: don't tell me that all these people that are now publicly deconverting. You didn't watch their retreat? Because I've been watching them retreat right. for a while. And that's the first sign of somebody who's definitely going to come out with their ex-evangelical, I'm now egalitarian, uh, complementarians, patriarchy, blah, 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 blah. That's the retreat. Yeah. And why is it the retreat? Because right now those are the issues that Christians have to stand firm on because we're not allowed to because we're not supposed to because it's not right. popular right. and so the people who are not willing to stand on those issues the churches that are not willing to confront those issues in their own pews those are they're on a retreat and yeah yep. it's no surprise when they resurface here comes the wave of people who are suddenly more you know too enlightened right to uh you know hold to the old ways like there's right. some wicked set right. of beliefs mm-hmm. you know Um, So it shouldn't be surprising when you see a so-called Orthodox Christian retreating from the most basic biblical beliefs about, and right now it's about uh, image of God, male, female, uh, godly sexuality. If you can't stand firm on those things, if you need to remake them or rethink them or rediscover them or whatever else have you, yeah, in five years... I know exactly where you're going to be. Right. I have no question about that. Yeah. Uh, And it shouldn't be a surprise. Anyway, all that to say, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I think that now more than ever, we need to know how we know what is right. Yeah. Like what is truth? Yeah. Yeah. And we need to demonstrate for our children how to stand on that Mm -hmm. and how to be courageous and be bold. And uh, you need to be unmanipulatable um, in these things. You need to not be manipulated by the arguments that you're going to hear about. Well, I'm, you know, this is what you're going to hear. I'll tell you. You ready? I am a, a holistic, whole human being. And my experiences do inform what I believe about the world around me. And God would not want me to live a certain way where I'm going to be hurting people's feelings and where my faith, if my faith calls someone less than, that's not from God. That's what you're going to hear. You're going to hear standpoint epistemology. You're going to hear feelings. You're going to hear experiences Uh, And that is their basis for what is true now. Um, That is not a Christian way of thinking. And more than ever, you need to be able to spot that and then live very, very
0: differently. Well, because you're going to be told that it is true, that it is Christian. Because like, how does this, what what do our conversations here look like? Well, if you reject the Bible as your ultimate authority, Mm -hmm. then you're not a Christian. Oh, well, but I am a Christian. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, but if you say like, right. if you don't believe the things of the Bible, then you aren't a Christian, but I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's a very, um, black and white example. Um, but the point is, is these types of conversations, mm-hmm. uh, weave and dart and, and jump around. And ultimately that's what the conversation, like if you could like pare it down to the minimum that's what mm-hmm. it would look like It's like oh well Christianity is this well I am a Christian and it's not <laughs> so it's like well right. if we're all just saying things if we're all just <laughs> emitting <laughs> gas from our mouths <laughs> then how do you know right. is it valuable to know yep. who's mm-hmm. who's right? right and so I I mainly I think this is just an area where we're going to need to be continually encouraging each other. We, Sheologians, as long as it, as it exists, wants to continue doing this episode every once in a while, mm-hmm. where we tell you, you can know that you're right about something. <laughs> yes. And you can walk away from a situation where someone says, no, you're not right. And you can still be right. Mm-hmm. Um, and also you can walk away from <laughs> conversation. We're always going to tell you that too. Um, If something's just not free, something's just not fruitful or your business, just walk away from it.
1: That's a right thing to do. (laughs) right?
0: (laughs) But yeah, so I think um, it's just really easy to think, well, everyone has their own perspective and they said, you know, they made a really good point when they said this and this and this. And yeah, um, but being right is actually very simple. It's a very simple concept. And the being, being right in the kinds of way, like in the way that should concern you mm-hmm. is simple. Yeah. Obviously, there are like theological differences and denominational differences and things like that, but that's not necessarily the kind of right that we're talking about. We're talking about, which we kind of already talked about this recently, but basically we're talking about. We're going to keep talking about it. Like um epistemology, worldview. How do you, how do you know? Mm-hmm. Um, what, you know, you know, well, uh, so
1: we're going to, I want to talk about really quickly the, uh, the fact value split because one of the reasons that you have such a difficulty and I mean you in general speaking to people who don't believe in absolute truth or in Christians who have adopted a more progressive, (laughs) what a stupid name, uh, a more progressive (laughs) worldview, um, they are usually buying into the fact value split. And so Francis Schaefer, uh calls, he gives the illustration of a two story building. Right. Uh,
0: there's a two story building. The people that were uh, in the love of thy body book club are like, Oh, oh I know this. One. I know this. I got
1: this. <laughs> All right, so in the lower story, the first story, so the so imagine the whole house is truth, okay? And in the first story, it's science and reason. These are public truth, okay? On this first floor, this is public truth that binds everyone. We are all bound by science and reason. And then in the second story, uh there is this is private truth this is your religion your feelings your faith what you want to believe it's not binding on everyone so that's why people can say well what's your truth or what's true for you might need but not be true for me or i know that i am a female but really i want you to refer to me as them or he or whatever this is private truth um and uh the reason that you The reason that we have to reject this is that we believe that Christianity is true from top to bottom and it is binding on everyone. We Mm -hmm. believe that Christianity gives the truth of all of reality. And so we have to be able to recognize this division in quote unquote truth because it it delegitimizes the biblical perspective in the public square. That's why people will say things like, "Well, that's your faith. You can't bring that into to into public. You can't you can tell the another law. person how right.
0: to feel or think.
1: You you can't do that in the schools. You can't whatever. Um, of course, it's, you need
0: to stay neutral. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's totally duplicitous because they do. They absolutely are teaching their religion in the schools. But anyway, most secular secularists are going to be too too smart to attack religion directly or say it's false so instead what they do is they put religion they put faith they put christianity in that upper story that sphere where it's only about your personal values which really takes it out of the realm of truth altogether. and so then they can be like well we respect religion and whatever but you need to just you know keep it at home um and so as long as everyone understands that it's it's what you're saying is true is just really about your private feelings, they're fine with it. So this, this two story, it essentially functions as like a, a gatekeeper uh, where they can dismiss uh, whatever you're saying. Um, And this is part of why we have such uh, difficulty talking about Christianity as a, as total truth, which is what um, Nancy Piercy, Francis Schaeffer calls it. Um, in public and we have to, be- we have to understand that, that unbelievers have been taught to filter everything through that grid. And that right. is, that is how, so when you say, no, no, my, my be- truth is not personal. Right. It is not relegated to this, this feeling space. Yep. Uh, you are completely upending everything that they believe about, the world. And right. so, you know, when we say something like and again, I got this from Nancy Piercy but when she says we're like, "Hey, there's scientific evidence that there was a creator and that's how we got here." What they hear is like, "Oh, here comes the crazy religious right." Right. Here they come because it it does they don't believe you can say anything objective that you yeah. have to keep this in your personal sphere. And so we have to be able to to move past that because right. we're not making truth claims that we believe are only true within the confines of our home
0: because that doesn't even meet the definition of truth. Right. <laughs> there there is no without objectivity there is no real definition of truth. It's just us gassing again, like just opening our mouths and letting stuff fall out and I know as the world is evidence that I mean, even some of our little chatting moments at the beginning of Sheologians is evidence that people can just say things. (laughs) People can just talk and say say whatever they want. (laughs) People say insane things that are actually like very, very normal now. Um, And so it really, I don't know, it's so interesting and it doesn't, it's not about, it's not necessarily what we're talking about. I think people get like tripped up on. Like, what do you mean by right or correct? I guess, mm, um, mm-hmm. and it's not that we're saying mm. that the world can't know anything. Like, there is mm-hmm. no authenticity in their experience. Like, of course, you can, you can wake up in the morning, look at the clock, see that it says eight o'clock, and then later that day tell someone, "I woke up at eight o'clock today," mm-hmm. and you don't need to be a believer to do that. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but you are behaving like one. Right. You are behaving like time is a thing, like there's a consistency the rules of in time nature. Mm-hmm. Right. Um and relying that English hasn't changed overnight or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but so certainly we're not saying that just because you're a Christian you can be certain that you're right about every single thing. So If your friend tells you he woke up at eight, don't be like, I think you woke up at nine. That's not what we're (laughs) referring to. We're not referring to like,
1: I am a Christian. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Um, But I think, I think the point is that if you want to know how to be right, you should know that there is only one thing you need to be right about, Mm. which is the character of God. Mm -hmm. So you, and the Bible is what you need to know the character of God and not get it wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, obviously there's some Mm -hmm. little differences in belief and stuff like that. Obviously there's some very significant differences in belief. Mm -hmm. Um, But the point of this episode is that in, in instances of significant difference Mm -hmm. um, in instances where there is a difference in belief about the character of God, Mm -hmm. you can know. Mm hmm. And that's it. Like, I don't need to even tell you. Mm-hmm. Like, you can, you should know. You should know why. Mm-hmm. You should know the information. But the point is, is, if you're talking to someone that just thinks you, the two of you are having a conversation and you're just, like, fizzing gas out of your mouths, <laughs> in that moment, you can say, hmm, I'm correct. hmm Yeah. And this person needs whatever you decide what you need to do with that Mm -hmm. conversation or friendship or work relationship or whatever moving forward. But the point is, is that you know that you can be right about the things that you need to be right about. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I said, it is important to know the ins and outs. It's important to know the evidence. It's important to know the science. And I think um, I certainly think that uh, God has blessed each of us with different unique interests and things, certain people are going to know more background about Mm -hmm. other things. And some people are going to know more about other things. And it's, but that's not really, the point is not about um, information at large. It's about being certain of the, the proper information and that changes the way being right about the character of God will change the way that you live and you will be, it will make you into a faithful, obedient person, which is mm-hmm. actually the call. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we're commanded to do. It's what's expected of us yeah. here is to be obedient. Um, and so it's important that we encourage you. It's important that we encourage each other that, uh, that even though, cause well, it's already happening for a lot of people and it kind of just depends on, how much you get out there and how much you're in the public sphere, um but if it hasn't happened to you personally, you've seen it happen to somebody else, probably on social media, um where the conversation just devolves into like nothing. it's almost to, and the one person won't answer anyone's argument and they just move on to the next point or mm-hmm. whatever but the point is is that um there's certainty,
1: mhm.
0: If you believe, if you are right when it comes to the character of God, you can have certainty. Right. You absolutely can. Um, I don't know what else you had to say in general about being right, but well, there I think... was one other thing I wanted to cover. But it's more towards the end. <laughs> <Okay>. So
1: <laughs> so John says in First John 4, 1, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. That includes your spirit. Right. So whenever you see anyone or yourself moving from any idea of what is true or good or right based on their feelings, instead of anchored in Christ and who he is, you are dealing with somebody who's turning more towards humanism than Christianity. And that's never going to be right. So while it is true that we have emotions and we have feelings... Uh, What is true or good or right has nothing to do with our emotions or our feelings. Our feelings still
0: need to be rightly Ob- ordered. Yeah, it
1: needs to be rightly ordered according to Christ and what he has said and what he has commanded. So, uh, you know, 1 Timothy 6 tells us if anyone teaches a different doctrine and does not agree with the sound words of our lord jesus christ and the teaching that accords with godliness he is puffed up with conceit and understands nothing okay you don't you are not right <laughs> if you're teaching doctrine that doesn't agree with the sound words of jesus or with teaching that accords with godliness the only way you're going to know what the sound words of jesus jesus are or what constitutes teaching that accords with godliness is if you know the word Right. This is how you know what is true, what is good, what is, what is doctrine uh, that makes you an understanding person instead of somebody who understands nothing.
0: Yes. The Holy Spirit is not a magic eight ball that you shake that tells you. That is right. how some people get around mm-hmm. um, not being obedient in their feelings. Like some yeah. Christians will say, mm-hmm. well, like the Holy Spirit told right. me, well, the Holy Spirit will never say anything in contradiction to my feelings to itself. <laughs> right. So um, if you are feeling, if your version of the Holy, if your weird magic eight ball, Holy spirit is telling you that it's okay for you to do something that is clearly in opposition. That is not
1: a Holy spirit.
0: Then um That's you're getting it wrong. Spirit. You're getting it wrong. I yes. believe it's a spirit, but right. it's not the spirit yes. you want. Telling you may you be hearing things. <laughs> I, 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 just, I don't deny. I
1: recently saw someone saying, you know, essentially that they can't believe that the Bible would say something that might make them feel less than.
0: And I thought, just what? A, but that is like a, one of the major points of the gospel. What an, is well, that you need. Right. You need a You savior. need it. Yeah. Right. This doesn't even. What's it for? And right. that's what I think. I think there is kind of a weird um, distinction that you have to make, which is that. Christianity is not, it's not personal enrichment. It's not like an extra class you take to make sure you know all the latest ways to be a good person.
1: Right. Right. He came to rescue sinners. Like, you're wicked. Your heart was deceitful and wicked above all things, and you needed a new one. Right. That's how broken you were. There is no full, holistic humanity that doesn't need to be rescued by Jesus. And so, and so how do we know that
0: it's in the Bible, it's in the Bible. we're right, <laughs> right. That's, that's the point I was trying to make earlier.
1: Well, you know, and it's, uh, it's a really strange, it, we need to hear how bad that argument is because you are going to hear it over and over and it appeals. What's so pervasive and persuasive about it is that it appeals to your flesh because it yes. makes your flesh, the judge of whether or not something is right, how do I feel about it? Do I feel treated holistically and humanly right now? Um, because if I don't, that must not be from God, but it that's your feelings are not the judge or determiner of what is right. and if you elevate your feelings, how you perceive your perception of something to the judge over God's word, then you are living disobediently and you don't understand who you are. And you are wrong. Yeah, (laughs) you're wrong. Uh, And I'm certain about that. Yeah. No problem telling you that. You Uh, may think,
0: Oh, how close minded of you. Fine. That's what I think. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) Okay. That's what's true. (laughs) Right. It's true. Right. And you don't have to be ashamed to just, you don't like, if you're trying to give the gospel to your older brother and he's like, well, that just doesn't sound loving. And it's like, well, God is love. So, so it is
1: whether, yeah, your ears are it not is. the judge. <laughs> the,
0: the Bible says it, which is God's word. And we know that God is incapable of sin. So I know right? that. So whatever you're feeling right now is wrong. Right. And I'm right. 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 You can look at it just That's black simply, and white. Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. the hope is that that would mm-hmm. take away, you know, mm-hmm. cowardice or, um, Mm-hmm. Just feeling like you need to have all the answers before right. you say to someone what you believe. Right. You may not have books memorized. You may not have, you may not know Greek. You may not know. Some people think they have to be your dad before they can with certainty say anything. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> nope. Not true.
1: Nope. <laughs> you can stand on the foundation of the word and the gospel and you can do so without any embarrassment. Right. The embarrassment is up to you. Like, that's your choice. And I mean, you shouldn't. We're not supposed to be ashamed of the gospel. Um, we should not be ashamed of Jesus. And we shouldn't be ashamed of what's in the Bible. And a whole bunch of people hemming and hawing that it doesn't make them feel good actually doesn't matter we should expect to be right persecuted we should expect to be slandered we should expect to be disliked by people who are not by people who don't love jesus well, or and, love the things
0: of the word and i well i saw i found an interesting quote from rc sproul Ooh. um i was listening to like loving god i was listening to one of his things on like loving god with your mind and uh And then I did the thing where I was like, okay, you know where you like are trying to like transcribe (laughs) something while listening and you're like, I'm going to get it wrong. Yeah. And And then then I'll go back and edit it. Yeah. 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 Okay. (laughs) So, so this is what he said. He said, if their beginning premise is a denial of what they know to be true and a refusal to acknowledge what they already know, it is no wonder that their conclusions lead them to become shepherds of death. Oh, so you should expect that they won't like what you're saying, Mm -hmm. but also you should expect that it's foolishness that's coming out of their mouth because they have already, they know God. Mm -hmm. Romans one. Hopefully we've done this enough times. Mm -hmm. No, we haven't. So we'll just keep doing it. Many of them claim to be Christians. We'll just keep doing it. So Romans one says, you know, God huh You do. Mm-hmm. Um whether you or say the that the world has invisible or not. <laughs> attributes. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> to get, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh and then to expect that a person who denies that, but then operates totally as though there is a God. So they will operate as though there mm-hmm. is a God, and they know there is a God. We know that from scripture. But they will say, I don't believe in God. Mm-hmm. So from the very so if you saw someone it's the same way that if you saw someone just speaking madness, you'd be like, "Their argument's not. What's it's going to look foolish because they're just yeah. saying word. They're just saying they're counting to ten in response to what's two plus two, and they go right. one, two, three. It's me. Like it's almost meaningless. Like you can't. You shouldn't.
1: You shouldn't ex- to be wise. They became right. fools, and
0: so it's not wrong of you mm-hmm. to say to look at their argument mm-hmm. as though it's wisdom, right? You don't have to do that. Right. You can expect that they won't like what you have to say. And you can expect mm-hmm. that their argument will be foolishness.
1: The natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of God, for they are folly to him and right. he is not able to understand them. He is not able to understand right. them because they are spiritually discerned. First Corinthians two fourteen. That's also Paul. So um, what I, what I think I want you guys to walk away with is that you can know if you're right about something you can do so in such a way that is humble that is righteous and that is godly if you are doing what scripture says if you are spiritually discerning if you are being transformed by the renewal of your mind Uh, Because, you know, everybody knows we should be transformed by the renewal of our mind. What's the rest of that verse? That by testing, Mm -hmm. you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So it's through the transformation, it's through the renewing of your mind that you are able to discern what is good, acceptable and perfect. That transformation, that renewal happens by the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, through his word, through the means of grace. And if you are trusting in those things, you you can trust. that. Here's what we're saying. You can trust in those things. How about that? Mm-hmm. We don't need any ishy, squishy, my truth, your truth, public truth, private truth. We can know based on the word of God because it tells us so that we can know what is true and acceptable and perfect. Right, you don't have to wonder,
0: yeah, and if someone accuses you of fundamental credulity <laughs> because you are a Christian, fine that's fine you you aren't easy, you aren't just you aren't just like believing things quickly or easily mm-hmm. you don't that's not the that they do they meet the requirement of what uh, like if someone is guilty of credulity, it's It's the Christian that's gone woke.
1: Uh Oh, yeah. I mean, my goodness. Talk about double-minded.
0: Again, just, and you know, it's important to think through things. Mm -hmm. Think through things. Mm -hmm. um, Because someone, it may even be as simple as that. Like someone saying a specific word to you that's like, actually don't meet the requirement for that word. Like Mm -hmm. you're just throwing that around. Right. I know that I can, I know that I'm uh, Mm -hmm. not guilty of that. Mhm. Um so so I don't need to be I don't know like like we said there doesn't need to be any like weird embarrassment or hesitation. Mhm.
1: No, not at all. Anyway, I feel perfectly comfortable with all of that. Oh yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> what were you going to say? You said it was at the end. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Mm. Oh. And the star of the show. Oh, oh, Joy's Joy's number one thing that she wanted to say. <laughs> About being right. forgot it. (laughs) Um, We said many, many important things about being right. All of which had to do with the show. And this is a little, this is a little bit off topic, but I just want to make, be clear Mm. that um, being right should never be a means to exalt yourself. Mm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... I just felt like I would regret not yeah. including that in a conversation about being mm-hmm. right because we're what our attempt our our encouragement here is certainty trust, um trust the word right lean on the word yes and with that I just want to pair with that at the back yeah. end that um your rightness will not exalt you it should exalt God right so if you're yep if you being right or correct mm-hmm. um, exalts yourself, yeah, you're doing it wrong.
1: Right. And our conversation here about, like, m- rightness is really in the grand scheme of things. Like, I don't really care if your vote is for Taco Bell over Del Taco. Right. Or, you know, your husband thinks you should paint the house one color and you think you should paint it a different color. These are not the issues that are at play here in this larger discussion about what truth is and how do we know what is true and how do you know when you're right? Uh, you know, the advice that we go by in our house is obey God and do as you please, right. which is from Augustine. Mm-hmm. I think obey God do I as you please. <laughs> that's, that's our general I mean, I think that is that sums it all up because right. in obedience to Christ is where freedom is, and how do you how you the but the question is, do you know what it means to obey God? Right, that's right. where the work has to happen. Right. Um, if what you're doing is obedient to Christ and His kingdom and what He's commanded, then you're free to make these choices. Right. You're free mm-hmm. to make choices, big and small. Yeah. Um, no one. It's only in our our modern time that anybody would have understood freedom as like freedom to do whatever you want. want. They would have
0: understood that as slavery. (laughs) They would have
1: said that that's licentious, right? That's not licentiousness and freedom are not the same thing. Yes. Uh, and our generation is, this is a completely foreign concept. Mm -hmm. Um, when, when the framers of the constitution, when anyone like, Except since the last several decades. Right. They would have understood. Anyone
0: before the sexual revolution.
1: (laughs) They would have understood that freedom is the freedom to do what is right. Right. You're not doing, you're not free if you're enslaved to licentiousness. If you're, that's not
0: freedom. Right. Um, And keep in mind the certainty that we're extending right now mm -hmm. also has nothing to do with you. (laughs) Right. Um, it doesn't. You only have it <laughs> because of the character of God. Right. That thing you're supposed to be right about. Yeah. You don't need to get, you don't need to be like, oh, I'm right about this. Right. Because you're you're not right about it in any special way. Right. Um, Other than that, God is right. exalted by your certainty. Exalted by his word. Exalted by you. That's right. Being right.
1: I can way. feel completely... I am, my conscience is clear when I tell you, if you are not sick, you do not need to wear a mask. Right. And that's not because I have a medical degree. Mm-hmm. It's because in scripture, we know how God said to deal with communicable diseases. Uh, science does back every word of that up. Right. And I am explicitly told not to live by lies. Or to act like something is true when it's not. Right. So if I pose no COVID threat to you, which I do not because I have the antibodies and I don't, I'm don't, i not currently ill. I'm not going to join you in a game of pretend by putting this mask on. Right. And how I know I'm right about that is I can base that on the word of God. And so I I am conviction free when I say that. Now, when I say that publicly, then what we get are the people who experientially have had a rough time with COVID, have know someone who died who had COVID. Maybe they're frontline workers and they've had So their experience then informs how they view what i'm saying as opposed to the
0: word of god
1: right and it's really easy to be like well loving your neighbor and not that it's not
0: real we're not saying that like the nurse who was in the covid unit made all that up i don't think she did (laughs) i don't think they i don't think they are but your point remains right
1: my point remains that her
0: the feelings of that nurse don't don't change reality re- they don't, they don't change. change reality. your feelings
1: do not change reality you're up there closeness. is no first
0: floor and second floor
1: they right <laughs> <laughs> truth is truth and it's total truth and it it's the truth about all of reality and if you are living in such a way that you are aligning yourself with the word of god you don't have to have any fear That you're not right. Now, the fear that you should have is a godly fear that you want to live according to the word and you're a human and you might not get it right. Now, that is a godly fear. We're told to test the spirits, So you are told, test your spirit, test other spirits, be Bereans, read the word. You might be wrong about something in the word. That's very true. But if you want to stand firm, you stand firm on the word of God and you can do that without any fear that you are going astray, and you know. Right, and mm-hmm. if you
0: have the the character of God, right, you don't need to let fear right. of being off on something mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. over your entire life. Yep, and you should
1: be in a body of believers. You should have shepherds that can help you think through these things, right. and I we would encourage you to be. A faithful member of a faithful church where the word is preached and the shepherds are shepherding. It's super, 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 super important.
0: Yeah, we're not making that up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I hope that at this point...
1: This discussion's about not making I things hope up. at this point
0: <laughs> that people aren't still wondering if we're right about that or not. But we are.
1: Well, on that note...
0: <laughs> not in a haughty way. Just... That and that's the thing, isn't that the thing? Though, <laughs> if you just assume you're right and that you have certainty, mm-hmm. it's like, who do you think you are? It's like it's not about who I am, right? It's not about who I am. <laughs> no,
1: it's not. Okay, well, you can leave. It's us. not haughty to be right if you're right. <laughs> you can leave us a voicemail four seven zero. Wait, right four six five zero four seven five. Uh, have a nice week. <laughs> yeah.